Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Our guest today is Tom Nixon. Tom is the regional coordinator for Toward Zero Deaths. Tom, welcome back to Community Focus. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate having the opportunity to talk here. Uh, the local coalition, Brainerd Lakes TZD, is, is very interested in uh, getting people's awareness that there is uh, an active involvement in traffic safety and crash prevention, and uh, they welcome your expertise and uh, interest if there's uh, interest in getting more involved, Brainerd Lakes Towards Zero Deaths. Ah. And remind us again uh, about TZD, because you have uh, a focus on a number of different things. There, There is what we would call four main pillars that uh, we look at for the behaviors that people, um, well, have problems with on the roadways, and that's alcohol, that's uh, or impairment, I should say, behind the wheel, not just alcohol. It's uh, lack of seatbelt use. It's distraction and it's speeding. And, and speeding this year has been a, a focus uh, that we've found to be a growing concern more than in the past. And I can come back to that. And the way that we approach looking at those four issues is we have education. We're, like we're doing today, we're talking about hey, the awareness and people sometimes just being aware of your risks. You're going to lessen your risk. Uh, we have enforcement, which that's the stick. That's the ones that come behind. If you've not heeded the ad, uh, advice and education, you know what to do next. Uh, engineering as they're looking at those situations on our roadway that maybe we could design the road to be uh, more uh, safe. Yeah. Although our transportation system is safe, we have thousands of cars traveling through intersections and roads every day. Nothing happens. Sometimes we can do better and find ways to be um, uh, less risky or more educational to the driver to be aware of what they have. And then uh, last year's emergency medical trauma services where in the event of a crash, um, what are we going to do to make sure we care for those victims in the most efficient way possible? And some of that is trauma prevention, which is another item we're doing with education. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Tom, do I understand you were recently at a, a big conference? The Governor's Highway Safety Annual Meeting uh, earlier this month in Denver, there was um, an effort to try to discuss, you know, post-COVID, uh, although some are good to say we're not post-COVID, um, Post George Floyd, which there again is not necessarily Post, over either yeah. yet, yeah. Um, but to look at what the landscape is today and how do we address the challenges in um, looking at where we need to enforce law and have people that are going to be, um, I guess, changing their behavior to the anticipated uh, expectations of what we need to do out in on the roadways and. When those discussions came up, there was, you know, well, do we need to have uh, a change in the way uh, we look at minor infractions? Do we not stop cars for taillights out? Do we not stop cars for um, non-traffic safety issues? Um, there was questions about do we need to educate the audience better on uh, what their license uh, limitations should be? Should there be a, a, a broader discussion on um Qualified licenses, so that uh, you know, at, at certain capabilities, you you may have more testing, so that people are are being evaluated for their abilities behind the wheel, um, and the risks that come along with that. There was discussions about varied speed limits. You know, do we adjust the speed based on the needs of the time and the day? Um, you know, one part of the day it might be forty miles an hour, the next time of day it might be sixty miles an hour. Hmm. The design of the road um, dictates some of that. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Minnesota, we have a statutory speed limit at 55 miles an hour unless posted otherwise. So you'll find on a lot of, um, especially county roads, 
that you will not see uh, speed limit signs. I've been on a couple was, of those yeah. and wondered and wondered what's the speed yeah. limit here. So, and yep. if you don't see a sign, um, drive to the conditions. That's that's the first clue. First, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you know what you see around you. If if you're going 55 and the cars in front of you are going 10 uh, on the on the way to Brainerd today, I uh, <laughs> I watched Frogger where you know the cars would. <laughs> You know, one car, and then the next car, and the next car, and then we all get the same stop sign at the end. Um, yeah. Didn't save much, but <laughs> the music must have been good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, what, it's, 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 it's dangerous mm-hmm. uh, when it's dangerous. And the trouble is you just don't know when it's going to be. So the, the statutory speed limit being 55, and then, you know, there's 30 in towns. Well, they're looking at, well, does that make sense all the time? And there was a pilot project that didn't get off the ground. They were going to do Thompson Hill in Duluth. Oh, yeah. Where they were going to put um, varied speed signs so that depending on traffic volume and the road condition and everything else, can we uh, adjust that speed? Well, it gets tricky um, because, you know, the, the courts aren't familiar with that, and they were worried about what that was going to do. Well, that's a national conversation. I'm like, well, yeah. can we change this? The road design, we typically design the roads beyond the need of the road so that in the event someone does drive too fast or it is overweight or it's an emergency vehicle, it can handle the speeds and those those um, loads. Unfortunately, that means we've made a uh, kind of a welcoming environment for speed. Um, one of the traffic calming efforts they do um, coming into towns is they, they narrow the lanes, just the paint itself, um, and they'll put curb and gutter out there, and they'll put lights, and they'll make it feel like you're coming into town so that maybe you're aware of the change. As I'm coming into town here, um, I see a car go by me, and the person's head is down. And you know what they're doing. They're on. Yeah. Well, I could see they were on their phone as they mm-hmm. were doing whatever else they were doing, and and they darn near blew the stoplight when the, as they got to the end of it. Um, we have to be aware. We have to be knowing uh, where we're at. So, coincidentally, I'm in Denver uh, for this conference. Um, I, that's a whole nother can of worms but um they they talked a lot about the issues on their roadway is inattention and one of the reasons they think they have a lot more inattention is impairment um with legalization comes um Mm -hmm. recreation Mm -hmm. and um they've had a lot of issues with uh, officers being hit and they are um they they had a really tough last year out there with uh their road crews and their their um officers dying in on, on the roads that and is so sad it it is it's sad you know that people are just going to work and you know whether we whether we agree with you know smoking dope or whether we agree with uh, uh traffic laws or whatever else you know when someone when someone dies we all look at that and go ah, okay it's personal at that point mm-hmm. and sometimes people who are were advocates are now adversarial i mean it, it all depends on the on the view of where we're at but that conference they tried to rein it in and and really open that discussion to say what do we do you know we're, we're, we're really in a tight spot we see this growing trend um where we're we're losing ground on where we thought we were making a decade plus progress. progress. Yeah. Um, about how many people? How many people does Target Field hold? Yeah, it's uh, thirty to forty thousand. Okay, so I'm using that number for you to say that uh, annually in our in our country, that's how many people are dying on our roads uh, across the U.S. We we lost just over forty thousand last year. Wow. And we're projected to do that again this year. Not good. Um, th- that's that's a that's a tough thing to try to grasp picture that though seriously that's that's a lot of forty thousand people and we've used some huge numbers this last year in comfort with covid and other items uh that that we've gotten i guess numb to but that's a big number as well and and the one 
one difference here is almost, almost, almost every time it's a preventable situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's belts, whether it's um, making better choices. Yeah. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, so I think to to try to give some scope to what we left that meeting with is we know that there is there's a challenge in saying the law is the law is the law because maybe some laws uh, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this but maybe some laws need to be addressed of whether it is really towards the sake of traffic safety or whether it's more towards um, a crime uh, that is not related to traffic. I, I'm I'm not advocating for a change there, but that is that is a sentiment that came out of that. Um, mm. I hope that each state has its own discussion on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a law is the law. We enforce the law as we have it, but you know that's another times debate. So, what did we take away, and what are we using here in Minnesota, and what do we hope to have here? I think it's a real conversation about speed is maybe the thing that I would I would put forth, and along with with belt use. Um, this year we have uh, the the highest unbelted uh, fatality numbers in our state since 2014. Wow! Um, really? Yeah, we've made a lot of progress on that, and we've slipped. We've slipped a little bit, and what you know, the, heck? the speed conversation. I I actually I, I'm a little bit sympathetic to the people that say, "What you know?" I was I was. I thought I was going the right speed. I thought I was okay. Now, the, the number on the sign, that's the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the net is pretty wide. You probably can slip through a lot of times and squeeze past the uh, the, the, the number that you shouldn't go past. But um, when it comes to the seatbelt, I've yet to find anybody give me the good excuse why they don't need to wear one, why they shouldn't wear one, why it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know... It is a personal choice, but it affects other people. If you become injured in a crash, if you get tossed out in a rollover, if someone pulls out in front of you and, and you just didn't have the chance to react in time, and now you become injured and are a, uh, a person in the in the nursing home being cared for because of the injuries, because you didn't wear a seatbelt, you're affecting somebody else at that point. It's mm-hmm. not just your personal freedom at that. Um, Truth. So it becomes a slippery conversation. But in Minnesota, to give to the numbers, uh, this year we have lost 358 lives on our roads. That number doesn't sound that big compared to all the other numbers we've used this last year, the, t- the thousands, the tens of thousands when we talk about other death plans. But 358 this year compared to 295 last year. At this and, time. And at this time. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. That's just to this point. Just to this point. That is not good. Um, 37 of those are pedestrians. 57 are motorcycles. That number is up. Mm-hmm. Um, seven on bicycles. And then a number that uh, a few years ago we started uh, tracking here locally, and now across the state they're u- using that. Um, ATVs and UTVs, there's been 10 of those. Yeah. Uh, and that's just on the roadway. That's not That's not out on trails. That's not beyond. That's oh. just talking about in the right-of-way. Really? So, our, our, again, our numbers, every time we talk about these, these are the, those that are able to be counted. There are more fatalities than this. There's actually a, a larger number than this by, by most counts. Um, Percentage-wise, I, it varies year to year, but if a, if a crime is being committed where, say, they're fleeing um, or that it's a, it's a stolen vehicle, those types of incidents, if someone's having a medical, um, if there are, if it's on private property, those are all, I guess, what, what a national database has said. You can't prevent those crashes as easily. It's not something that's in your normal traffic safety uh, right. system, so they don't right. they don't include those. But to those those people, those families that have lives uh, been affected by those crashes, we count them. We know them, yeah. and we're working on that from a traffic safety standpoint. So that number, it's it is what it is. It's it's alarming. It sh- it should be alarming, and yet um, it can pale. It can come to the background because we have other things to worry about. But 
transportation is something we take for granted, and the routes we take um, are something that we get used to, and mm-hmm. yet bad things can happen if we're not uh, if we're not doing what we should be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we as you've talked about on this show, uh, there is most of these things uh, should be easy for us to do, in my opinion. Uh, driving the speed limit and, and driving to conditions mm-hmm. doesn't seem that hard. Putting on a seatbelt doesn't seem that hard. Putting that cell phone away for a trip wherever you're going doesn't seem that hard. Or at least you have it away so it's your hands free. Um, None of these things seem real difficult, difficult and yet we yeah. can't seem to do these things. <laughs> Driving impaired. There's no reason to drive impaired in this day and age. You, you didn't blink your eyes and go, oh, now I'm drunk. How did that happen? And if you do, I mean, we're not saying you can't drink, but if you find yourself in that position, there's so many options from cabs to call a friend to uh, Lyft and Uber. I mean, there's so many options. I think we lie to ourselves too often in life about a lot of things, like these pants will fit, or <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to have two tonight. Um, yeah. And I, it all comes down to uh, you know that self control, which it, it, there's there's lots of examples that we're human, we're we're weak, we make mistakes. Um, but this is where we have an opportunity to really influence um, the better outcome, and we can we can make a choice in front, we can plan ahead. And and make that difference. Uh, it, it not only is it costly in in emotional tolls, but you know there's the there's the, the actual f- cost. Um, the, the actuaries for the state um, somewhere around five million dollars is what they equate a life loss to. So every time you know you're you're trying to come up with a number for something, you know I've, I first time I heard that number, I'm like. I don't think I'm worth five million, <laughs> but you, you you look at what your economic contribution is in your working years. You look at what you're paying into the economy. You look at what um, your contribution is to your family, um, to all of the places. And there's numbers that they can subscribe to to say these are these are associated. Okay, well at at five million per person, and we we lose ten more this year. Well, that's that's a cost. That's a cost to our general economy. That's a cost to not only the emotional side, but yeah. to a yes. bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think where where I would convey to the the public as you're you're bringing here, it is it's easy. It, it yeah we're all we're all struggling to do it the right way. You know, well I'm late. Uh, you don't save much time. And in fact, um, if you were to really go down and do the math, uh, and I, I I didn't bring the numbers with me today, and I, I should have. There is there's a lot of resources that tell you how much time you don't save. If you're if you <laughs> want to go ten miles, and usually it's those short trips like oh I've got enough time, and then you look at the clock and you pull out and there's there's a backup for whatever reason. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you might not make it if you try to rush it. So yeah, so truth. Just, <laughs> yeah, take the time. Yeah. Or if you get pulled over and your roadside consultation comes back with uh, you should have been going slower, you just are later yet and let and, and broker. Yeah. yeah, I'm using good grammar this That's morning because right. <laughs> it's funner. Well, yeah. it's funner. <laughs> Um, we we all have that opportunity, and and the other part we have is the opportunity to help those around us. Um, you know, give grace to those that are late. <laughs> if they're habitually late, maybe start talking about ways they can do better. Um, give uh, that opportunity to to you know educate the youth um, as we head into the the fall season here, where there's less light. Um, you know, I, I we talk about uh, the graduated driver's license laws where kids only have um, you know limited driving hours, mm-hmm. and as they go into that um, first six and twelve months of their driving, um, 
it's it, it was partly because of the dark hours that it's it's you know not only do they get tired but there's also uh, it's harder to drive when it's dark. Yes. Um, and as we had enter into this time of the fall where it's it's dusk time and, and there's people out walking, people haven't adjusted their lives to walk at a different time yet, this is when we see pedestrian hits go up. Yeah. Um, you know, just like when we hit the first winter driving for all of us that are experienced drivers, the youth don't have that experience. Well, the same thing comes for fall and, and dark driving and everything else. So, you know, use your knowledge, use your patience, use your information you have to the network around you and have that conversation. It sure means a lot more coming from you than it means coming from me or an officer or somewhere else. As much as those are great resources, um, if, if someone's special to you, make sure you share what they should be doing. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Tom, we're running out of time, but uh, as we head for fall, I'm thinking we're going to see more wildlife on the roads. Like I said, oh, yeah. the days are shorter. And it won't be long before we, I hate to say it, see a few snowflakes fall. What? And you said even the Stop talking us like experienced people don't have problems. Uh, no, think about that first <laughs> snowfall. There's always a lot of experienced drivers in the ditch as well. So we need to just plan for these things coming up and yeah. drive accordingly. That's right. You got it. You took my, my final line. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, thank you so much for being here today. We truly appreciate it. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you guys very much for the time. And, uh. Well, we'll talk here soon again. Yes, we will. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Tom Nixon is the Regional Coordinator for Towards Zero Deaths. I'm Ken Thomas, and that, uh, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.